0: is part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.cornerstone.org, or by subscribing to our podcast. Today's teaching is by Pastor Daryl Ruiz. Next week we celebrate Easter and the resurrection of Jesus. But before the resurrection there is a, a death and a burial. Before the death and the burial, there is a crucifixion. And before, before the crucifixion, there is abuse, hatred and punishment. Beatings. Before all that, there's, there's an arrest and, and a Judas and a betrayal. But, but before, before those things, there's a Jesus that is about to, about to move into those final moments. And, and just before all, all of that, all that would lead to the celebration of Easter, but even before all the pain that had to be endured to get there, Jesus chose to sit at a table and eat a meal. Sit at a table just like this, the Bible says. Just kidding about I say that. It's probably bigger than this to have all the disciples. Maybe they were just sitting on the floor, some pillows. But they they shared a meal, and um, there was bread and there was there was fruit of the vine. Scripture says, "Make of that what you will." But but they shared a meal. It, it could be. As uh, the synoptic gospels indicate, it could be that as it was right near to the Passover lamb sacrifice, it could be that they were celebrating the Passover together. Doesn't have to be necessarily. It could have just been at that time, and it could have just been a could have just been a meal. Could have just been their last supper together. Much has been made over the years of that Last Supper, right? I think I think somebody painted a, a portrait of it, even right. If you think about it though, that was the last thing Jesus, by his own physical decision, by his own by his own uh, will, if you will, decided to do I mean not that he was out of control after Judas left and he was betrayed and arrested, not that he was ever out of control but But just by his own game plan, that was that was the last thing on his list to do as he moved into those those final moments, those those anguishing moments, those those punishing moments. Moments that would bring his death, eventual resurrection. He chose to sit down at a table like like this, maybe, and and to eat with the disciples. And at some point, Scripture tells us he he took the bread and he broke it and he said this this is just like my body. At some point he took the cup that they would have shared and he said, this is, this is, this is like my, my blood. It, it, it's a representation of a new covenant. The old covenant will, will pass away as I usher in a new covenant and it will be a covenant in my blood. In that moment, around that table, with his, with his friends, in that last thing that he decided to do, he told them what was coming. Brokenness poured out for you. Um, next week, as we, as we celebrate Easter, we're going to do so with a view through this table. And in the coming weeks, we're going to continue trying to find different perspectives around this table. You know, I imagine everyone who sat at that table with the king had a different view, a different view of their sacrifice, a different view of the Savior that was before them. For the next several weeks, we're going we're to take a look at all those different views. We're going to take some creative looks at those views. We're going we're to look at what maybe Jesus saw when he, when he looked down at that bread and when he looked at the cup. We're going to talk about the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper. As it was come to known, it was his last supper, but Corinthians tells us that he sat down for for the Lord's Supper, which, which later he would say, you need to continue to do this and do it, do it as a reminder. Do it as a memorial for, for what has happened here. Because that last supper represents his death and his resurrection. He saw it at that table. We need to see it at the table from here on out. God is big on memorials. God has always been big on reminders. Maybe because, because we're, we're, we're big on forgetting we're very absent-minded, we're short-sighted, we, we forget easily what, what we've been told to never forget. And maybe we don't completely forget it, maybe we just, kind of, we just kind of put it on the back burner. Jesus said that there's something about that table, that Last Supper, that needs to be remembered. And we're going we're gonna to go around that table over the next several weeks and, and figure out all the different perspectives of how we need to be memorializing that moment of what Jesus did. He said to do that. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Continue on. This, this would become an ordinance of his church. Do it forever. Do it forever. God has always been big about memorials like that. If you think about it, even way back into the nation of Israel, kids... In those big moments in history that you learn about in Sunday school where where Israel would cross a big body of water or they would escape from the bad guys or God would do something miraculous, very often the nation of Israel, the children of God, were told to set up a memorial. Maybe it was stones, maybe it was some other way that they were to mark that day on the calendar. And Scripture says in Exodus, chapter 13, verse 2, It says this, You shall tell your son on that day, saying, It is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. This is what they are to say to their children as they celebrate the Passover. That was the command. That was the instruction. That as you celebrate around that table, they're to remember some things. Not only are they to remember some things, when the kids say, well, what is this part for? What is this plate for? What is this bitter herb for? Mom, Dad, you're to have an answer. And the answer is the faithfulness of the Lord that brought us out of Egypt. And as we celebrate the Lord's table, not just the Passover table, and, and there's some very close parallels between the two, but as we celebrate that last supper, I think, we have the, we, I think we have the enduring command of Exodus. That when our sons look on the table, when our daughters wonder, what, what is this about? When they, come in, when they come in on celebration Sundays like this, we should have some answers as to what, what are some of these things for? What, are they, what do they represent? And are they, are they just symbols or is there something in the symbol that is important, mom? Something in the symbol that is important, dad, that I need to learn about. Moms, dads, we, we, easily, we easily take for granted some of these things. You know why there's this big book here. You know why, maybe, I hope, what this horn represents. You know why there's a cup and why there's broken bread they They may not, and maybe they 're young enough to where they don't, they don 't necessarily quite understand all these things. I had a friend who um, who does a children 's blog, and uh, he wrote just this week about um, the responsibility that we have as parents to to carry out instructions like this that to make sure that our children, when they see these things, the memorials that we 've set up, the memorials that God has set up, that they understand what they 're for. And he said this, he said, maybe, maybe we are the only way that our kids will learn these things. We're the only way our kids will learn about God. We're the only way that our kids will learn about life. We're the only way that our kids will learn about how to use money. We're the only. That's a scary thought. We're the only way that our kids will learn about kindness. We're the only way that our kids will learn about, you name it. And, and, and maybe they pick it up in some other areas. And maybe that's a scary thought. The responsibility falls to us. So the next few weeks, as we as we celebrate and we remember what what Jesus, who saw himself on the table, by the way, said, always remember. You know, it's interesting. We we you know we'll celebrate Easter next week. But it just occurred to me that there is I can't think of anything, Radley. Somebody somebody correct me. I can't think of anything. Any, any, any part of even the resurrection, you know, the stone rolling back. We, we don't have any enduring memorial, anything that we've been commanded to do. I mean, we don't go outside and roll a stone, do we? I mean, there's, n- there's nothing that symbolizes that we've been commanded to do past this last supper that Jesus sat around a table with his friends and said, continue to do this in remembrance of me. This is my body broken for you is my blood poured out on your behalf, a new covenant in my blood. It's the, last, it's the last enduring command he gave, and it's become an ordinance of the body of Christ. Well, we're going to sing one more song as we prepare for our lead into Easter next week. Why don't you stand with me and we'll sing. Father God, yours is amazing love, unfailing love. Grace that is beyond our comprehension. So, Lord, we, we give you thanks for this day, this fifth Sunday when we can celebrate with, uh, with the entire family. Just spend some time uh, leaning on one another. We thank you for it. And, God, I, I ask that uh, for those who are a part of the Cornerstone body that are away on spring break and at the beach and out of state and traveling, Lord, that you would be with them. Lord, I pray that their hearts right now would be filled with the love of their brethren. Lord, for us who have gathered here in this place, we thank you. We know, we know that better is one day in your house, gathered with the family around the table than a thousand elsewhere. We're here to, uh, to lift up your glorious name. Lord, I pray that you would bless us as we move into the coming weeks, as we focus on your last supper. Help us to see what you saw on that table, Lord. Encourage us and strengthen us by it. We give you praise. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online